0: Decision
1: pending. Oh, and welcome back to the Scouting Cricket podcast here for episode two today. Uh, we've got a new guest on. We have uh, the media and communications at Durham. We've got Sam Blackbox. Sam, how are you?
0: Yeah, good running. Uh, nice to be here. Uh, I'm good. looking forward to the, the chat over the next 45 minutes or so.
1: I just start off IPL. Obviously, see as the time we're recording the uh, first knockout game. Took place today. Mumbai Indians ended up winning very comfortably over the Derby Capitals, so they go straight through to the final. Is that a tournament you've kept an eye on over the past month or so?
0: I have. Yeah, I've, I followed it. Followed it quite a lot. I was um I was rooting for the Rajasthan Royals to start with, obviously with 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 Ben Stokes um, playing for them. Ben always always gets massive massive attraction on social media. So the fact he did quite well towards the back end of the tournament was 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 really good for us as a as a club. Um, I'm sure if you've seen Derham's social media accounts, we've, we've tried to go quite big with Stokesy. Um, but, yeah, obviously, they they, they started excellently um, the first few games. I think they, they, they won and then they, they drifted off a bit and then they give themselves just too much to to do towards the end. Um, but, yeah, the Royals were my team. Um, if I did want to win at the start, obviously, they're out now. So, I think the Mumbai Indians will, will win um, the whole tournament. They're, they're my favourites now. So,
1: uh, they seem to have been pretty consistent throughout the whole tournament, but even with Rajasthan, they ended up finishing bottom, but they were only two points off qualifying, so it just shows how tight it was through the whole tournament.
0: Yeah, really, really tight. I mean, I think the, the commentators were saying it's never, it's never been this, this competitive as such throughout. Um, yeah. Just a shame there's no fans there to, to, to watch it, really.
1: I mean, the fan thing's been weird, because even when you watch it, it still feels as if there's a full house there with a the crowd noise in it. The crowd noise at the IPL, it seems to work better than what it does in football games. The football games are a bit strange in the empty stadiums. But I don't know, the IPL it seems to still have that kind of attraction to it and that kind of that's the same hype as it normally would, I think.
0: Yes, but I mean I've absolutely loved it. I mean if you if you were watching you would actually think there was a there was a crowd there. Um as you mentioned, the the football games I've I've watched, I think the the, the crowd noise is pretty, pretty poor. Um but the IPL have done a done a fantastic job. I mean, with the, the stadium announcers, um, I mean, it ju- it just sounds as if if there's a packed out packed out stadium. Uh, yeah, it's, it, they've done an amazing job. They really have.
1: Uh, they have. But, anyways, away from the IPL and back to the topic of today. I in episode one. Um, we spoke at length with Kazim Sheikh about the Scottish players on the county circuit, and one of them linked to yourself at Durham with Michael Jones. But we'll get onto him a little bit later on but um, just to kick things off obviously a bit about your role doing the media and communications at Durham that's something that I think th- this was like your first full season and how, how was it and how did you end up getting into the role?
0: Yeah um, well I'll, I'll start off telling you how I got into the role um, so it's always been always been my, my spot um, it's always been a passion, passion grow up um, I never actually played played cricket, which isn't which is an odd one for how how much I love the sport. Um, but my my brother played, um, my dad my dad played quite a lot, and my family played. So I just kind of got tucked to my little cricket club, which is Eppledon. Um We play in the North East Premier League, um, and I was I was I was taking the club and been about uh, nine or ten. And at that point, I wasn't really interested in cricket. I used to just go and watch watch Joe and my brother play, and then over the years, I kind of just just en- ended up enjoying it um enjoying it more and wanting to go, wanting to go and watch the, the cricket. And then I was about I was about 14, I would I would say um and my brother's a year younger than me and he was playing for the under 13s team at Eppledon and they didn't actually have a scorer. Um, so just the person that could could tally the tally the scores up in, in in calculate the the who who scores what runs, how many overs how many runs a ball has gone for. Um, so they asked if I would score. So I just said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'd, I'd give it a go. Anyway, I ended up scoring and I've, I've scored ever since. And I thought, because I'm scoring and I'm watching every single ball um, and I'm seeing what goes on, I'm seeing where the ball's been hit, as a fielder being been caught at mid-on, as a, um, how, many, how many fours, how many sixes, uh, how many minutes a batsman's been in. I thought, well, why don't I actually write about this? Um, I'm, in the, I'm in the perfect seat to, to, to know exactly what's going on within the game. Um, in my club, Epelden at the time didn't have any, uh, and I was only I was only fourteen. didn't have any didn't have a website, didn't have social media. So I kind of thought, well, could I could I do this for you? I'll just it'll, it'll help me. I'm 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 just just starting out. I'm only I've got no writing experience. I haven't got any experience as such. I just it'll be it'll be good for me. Um, English, media studies were always the subjects which I enjoyed at school. I always enjoyed English. So I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity to have a go to, have a go at some writing. So I started um I started writing match reports on the games that I was I was scoring. It was only under thirteens, under fifteens. Um, but it was it was a perfect start for me. And then the following year I got into scoring so much I ended up going to score for the first team, which is kind of the highest, highest ranked club at, it it um in my in my club in around the around the northeast. And again I was writing match reports. Um and I thought, well actually, why don't I start trying to build some connections? So I started um email in the local newspapers, the Sunderland Echo, Newcastle Evening Chronicle, and um, with these match reports. And it got to the point where they started actually publicising them in the in the in the papers. So from kind of being 14, 15, year 9, year 10 at school, um quite a lot of these articles were being published in the in the press. Um, so that was kind of that that was a real real start. Um, and then just going back to scoring, I, I got heavily involved with scoring um beyond my club. Um, and I ended up doing Derham under 15s. Um, so I started started scoring for Durham Durham 15s and then 16s and helping out for the 17s. So I was seeing quite a good standard of cricket in a game. Likewise, to what I did with Edpledon. um I started doing match reports on on these games. So Durham under 15s, for example, they played played Leicestershire. Um, I was write, writing a match report, sent it into the to the to the Chronicle, the Sunderland Echo, um, and they would get they were getting used. So so Durham were then starting to get quite a lot of publicity um, for games that for for teams that probably wouldn't wouldn't get the publicity. Um quite a lot of counties um, don't have, have somebody that focuses on re- re- representative cricket as, as, as much as it should do. So I just I just started doing that. And then that was kind of that from then on, I thought, yeah, I really, I really enjoy, enjoy writing. I really enjoy writing about cricket. So I thought I really do want to hopefully one day become a become a cricket journalist. So you yeah, ended up going to finishing finishing school. I did film studies, media studies, um, photography at, at college and then went on to Teesside university to study study sports journalism. And I graduated there in in 2019. And again, throughout that, I did just so much in terms of um, covering Durham's county age group teams, doing match reports from, from all the way up to the, to the, from down from the boys in the 12s right up to the, to the boys Academy. Um, And then that was, that, that was, that was a real start. And then it was about halfway through, um, second year at university, the, the academy director at Durham, John Windows. He said, Sam, we we we've loved what you've done here. Is there any chance do you think um you'd be able to do an internship or something with, with, with the club over the over the summer? And I said, well I, I can ask the university the they do do a lot of internships. Um so he said, actually he said right Sam, yep, yeah, great idea. We'll pay you for for, for six months to, to work at to Durham with the Academy, um covering Covering every single every single um, age group team, so from the boys under 12s right up to the boys under 17s, um, and and the academy, we can do um, lots of content that the club wouldn't normally provide. Um, Post match interviews at games, uh, pre uh, po- uh, pre match interviews, um, interviews with players that are, that are doing really well, and that was the start. So I ended up getting that internship, um, and. It actually only lasted three weeks before the job got advertised at Durham for a six month temporary contract um, is at the time it was social media, digital and content uh, assistant. So uh, I spoke to John and John said, absolutely Sam go for it. Um, so I applied for that job. It was only a six month contract initially there uh, to cover to cover last the back end of last summer. Um the guy that did the job, moved to Lanx. So I, I applied for that job. Um, luckily enough, I ended up get, getting that job in a six month contract so so that was that was how i ended up ended up getting the job it was just i'd i'd done so much experience in terms of purely based on cricket cricket writing and creating digital content for cricket um that i was obviously favourable for the for the for the job at durham so when i had when i had the interview i obviously demonstrated all the cricket cricket writing that i'd done um and luckily enough i got the job and then after the six month contract was up um the, the managing, the marketing director at Durham, um, just said, "Sam, you've, you've done a fantastic job. We'd would, would like to offer this permanently in a, in a, in a new role." Um, so I, was, I, t- I took that, and then I have absolutely loved it. And um, this is where I am to do really. Uh,
1: that's quite a good, good progression up, starting from your local club through the youth ranks all the yeah. way to the first team. So it's really interesting way of kind of going through all the different stages and getting towards the top now. And now, now you're kind of at that. At the peak of it, getting into the thick of things as well. So, how how was it last season for you? Obviously, a bit different uh, for the club playing without fans and obviously really condensed season. How did how did you enjoy it?
0: Yeah, it was it was. So I was I started I started the job at Derriman um, at the back end of May 20, 2019. Um So I got I kind of I got I got the back end of the county championship. Um, I saw the whole of the, the whole of the T twenty tournament competition. And then, kind of, the season came to an end, and because I'd only had, I'd only done it for a few months, I was just dead excited for it to come around. And then, when coronavirus uh, ended up stopping everything, it was just it was an absolute absolute disaster. Sort of finally get some cricket. Um, the first of August was was great, but I suppose for for the county championship, um, as you as you you may see around the grounds, is they don't get a massive amount of spectators anywhere. Yeah. So it, it, it the county championship didn't didn't feel as as different. Um, I mean, you, you get your die members that absolutely love coming to the games, and it, it, it's such a shame for them because it's it's what they absolutely love. They they love the 4 cricket, they love the red-ball cricket. Um, so it was it was it was a massive shame that they couldn't they couldn't end up coming to watch. Um, but it was it was it was it was really different. I mean, the, the T20s it was massively impacted us as, as as you as you know. Um, T20s packed out Friday nights it, around the country. Durham, it, 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 it's the same. Um, I mean, we last year the the, the record attendances were what Durham. Um so to see that not be able to repeat it this year was was disappointing. Um and I suppose you, you just you, you you do get excited for the Friday nights, packed out, everybody's finishing work, you've got your weekend, your T twenty matches are starting. And to just not have the fans in and not to have that experience, it was it was it was really, really disappointing. Um but I mean during we, we put music on the players wanted music so the music was was put on um so to try and replicate that that fan fun engagement and fun excitement as much as possible but again it just it, it, you couldn't you can't you can't replicate that with, with not having not having fans uh just the the match day experience in terms of fans coming at the ground having a, having a pint having playing in the family zone which are kind of a an activity activity centre which we do before the game for the young kids, and then kind of yeah, after the games the the play the kids come and get all those signatures and selfies and stuff with the Derren players, and that that just kind of real life T Twenty action just wasn't just wasn't here this year. It was a, it was a massive shame. I mean, you might go into it later, but in terms of I, I couldn't actually go on the pitch this year. Um, so normally I'd be out at the toss video on the toss for, for IG story getting the toss off the off off kind of the match referee and sending it up to my colleague who would then do the do the graphic to go out and it was just there was none of that so you were relying on kind of um every county had to have a a, a covid officer and that covid officer was was out in the middle um for the, for the toss some counties did it differently in terms of they had a full if you've seen the live streams from the summer some counties had camera crew out in the middle at Durham we weren't we weren't as fortunate for that um so it was kind of we were relying on our Covid officer to, to, to get us a team team using um so that that was it And post-match interviews were done on zoom so it was just it was it was completely different you might you might touch on that later but yeah they, they, it was just without fans it was it was it was, it was a real shame
1: yeah it is a good kind of the Friday night thing at Durham I mean I've done myself done the kind of kids activities back in the day um because my local yeah. club we based down in the Scottish border, so a couple of times a year, or once a year, we'd run a bus down to a T20 game, so we'd be in the kind of indoor training centre on pre-match, and then out in the pitch, um, like guard honour type of thing, and then autographs and stuff after the game. So I've done that, and then the last game I was at was the uh, Friday night game, I think it was the first game of the 2019 season against Northlands, that was okay. the last time I was done. Down. Um, so uh, it's good. The, the Friday night we got a bus down, even you know having a couple of cans on the way down and a pint in the ground. But obviously can't get that this year, so it'll be a bit different for you. But it's interesting to see how how differently it works because when you see it on the social media side of things, everything does still kind of seem the same because well the graphics and the team news and everything, you, all the post match interviews, it's all still there. But obviously it's you kind know, of different procedures to kind of get to that point
0: yeah i mean from for kind of you guys watching looking in from the outside it, it it does look fairly normal um it's just kind of you don't get that you don't get that real real engagement what you would normally have on in terms of um like i mentioned i'd be out with the toss for the i'd be out um for the toss and i'd i'd kind of um get that get get the toss on camera um i g story which i would then put on 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 twitter um so I, I, I couldn't get that. I normally, you'd be out on the pitch, kind of when the when the players are warming up and getting getting some realised video content. Um, but the shit was kind of all done from kind of from the outside in terms of being on the the, the boundary rope and having to rely on photographers to to get a good foot with the toss. Um, which just it, it, it's it's real. It was a real shame that you couldn't actually be out there getting that content. But the way it is in terms of just staying as safe as we can. Um, that was that, that. was the best the best we could do. But in terms of yeah, the, the COVID officer from Durham would, would send us the, the the team team news, and then we'd, um, we'd we'd create the graphic, and then that would go out on on social media as normal on um, IG story and then Facebook and Twitter. And again, I suppose that looks that that looks normal as if it was any any normal season. Post match was was fairly different. Um, normally, the post match would be done outside on the on the pitch, and we'd have the camera set up um and the journalists from who were attending the game would be over over pitch side. Um that, that wasn't possible this year so we relied on on Zoom. So it was just it was it was it was weird weird because I suppose this time last year nobody even knew what Zoom was. So it was <laughs> it was all companies up and down the country were using using Zoom for, for post match. So yeah that was that was weird and you have you have the technical problems so suddenly Wi-Fi goes off or it 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 cuts out or you 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 a player for example might be at it at, at Trent Bridge and they're using the data on the phone and I'm not there and then it cuts out and so you have all the problems but it was just you just had to do the best you could really through throughout the summer. Um it 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 paid off I suppose in terms of we, we had a quite a good 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 response in terms of social media views and engagement last summer but I suppose it it's it's, it's better when you're actually out there um in the middle and really you getting that 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 engagement.
1: I'm sure you'll definitely notice a difference. But um, getting into things kind of on the pitch and the nitty-gritty of the under-24 players that we want to look at around the country in general, but um, specifically today in Durham. Just um, talking a bit about this season for the club just gone in the Bob Willis Trophy. It was slightly disappointing with um, three draws, two defeats, no wins, finishing bottom of the group in the Bob Willis Trophy. But obviously it's a new format. It's kind of a transitional period for the... The tournament although I thought it was actually quite enjoyable and I think they've kind of kept the format for next year so uh, building on from that what did you kind of take away from the tournament kind of on the pitch and going into next season as well?
0: Yeah I mean there's there's no hiding about it um, Derham didn't perform as well as as well as it could have um, we've got we've got fantastic players who who, who can perform and we've, we've seen that in the 2019 season we were we were right up there um in terms we could have, we could have been promoted, we lost in the offense game and um and we, we just we 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 made it too hard for ourselves but we went on the I think it was a, a six game unbeaten run in the county championship in 2019. So um we we, def- we definitely had the, the players in the, in the squad to do that. Um it was just it was we had it we had a slow start in twenty nineteen and fortunately that was that was replicated in in, in twenty twenty. I suppose that the, the head coach has done interviews on where it went, where it went wrong and I um, obviously I, I I can't comment on where where, went, where where it went wrong as such on the field. Um but I suppose we we, we really do have we have the we have the players there who were who proven. Alex Leeds was exceptional. Chris Rushworth is unbelievable unbelievable with the ball. Um he, he proved that again again this season. Um Bryden is is superb. Um he I mean he he was he was with England for the first game he, he came back and he, he didn't I suppose having it, having three games to to kind of pr- perform consistently is, is hard um, when you've been away for so long. But yeah, we have we have a, a squad that really really can can perform in, in in game promotion. Hopefully that'll that'll follow next year. Um, I suppose we Lancashire Lancashire unbelievable side. Um, obviously the one one Division II 2019, twenty nineteen. We've got some some fantastic players. They were always going to be tough. Again Yorkshire a, a super team. Um, David Milan was excellent. He scored 100 against Durham. Um, I mean, Derbyshire, Derbyshire, you think are the underdogs, but they were. I mean, they they finished. They I think they finished maybe second or third, but they they were they were unbeaten for quite a lot of the tournament. Um, and potentially going in the last game could have could have could have could have progressed. So again, it, it was a, it was a tough group. Um, I mean, Leicestershire. We Le- Leicester, we we had a hard draw against Leicester. Leicester, we're we're going to win and rain, rain halted, halted that. But again, it was the North, the North Group was 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 tough, um, and unfortunately, Derham just didn't it, it didn't it didn't click, and we we couldn't find that momentum. Unfortunately,
1: I When you talk about this slow start that you've had now two years in a row, with it, the season just gone, obviously it's such a short and condensed tournament. So if you have a slow start, then you know, your chance is kind of gone. You can kind of saw the teams who went on to do well in the tournament, you know, they came quick out of the box, like Somerset and Essex, who yeah. made to the final. You know, you could tell early on that they were probably going to be up there again. So kind of, you know, starting off with a bad start to kind of recover from that. There wasn't really time to recover from it because it was such a short mm-hmm. tournament. But um, next year looks quite exciting with how I think it'll start off the same again and then splits into uh, Division 1, 2 II and 3. So... I mean that'll certainly be interesting. It keeps it competitive for pretty much the whole summer with, you know, all those well, even more promotions and relegations, really. So that'll be quite exciting to see.
0: Yeah, I think that's a I think it's a fantastic, fantastic idea. Um, the fact any any team can potentially be division one um county championship at the end of the summer. I think, I think it's really good. Um I think division one and division two, division two um more so. It's kind of just become a bit repetitive over the last the last few years. It's the same sort of teams towards the bottom end of the table. So I think now's a perfect opportunity to freshen it up. I know it's only potentially for, for, for 2021, but if it, if it proves, proves successful, then there's no reason why it, it, it couldn't continue if the, if the counties give it, give it the back end. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's, it's, it's real exciting. And I mean, for Derham, we're, we're playing Essex. Um, we haven't played Essex for, I think it's 10 years in, in red ball cricket. So, for, for Durham fans to be able to watch Essex again um, is, is is something different. Instead of if we'd been in Division Two, we would have been playing your, Le- your Leicester, your Derby's again, where the fan, the chance to see Essex at the Riverside is is, is exciting.
1: Aye, definitely kind of brings a kind of new kind of sense of opportunity. I'm quite excited to see how it all pans out because I think all the counties have realised that uh, this format seems to work and it freshen it up might help things and I think if it is successful then they will continue with it, which will obviously be a good thing. But, uh moving into the white ball format in the uh T twenty blast for Durham this summer it's kinda a real tale of two halves in the T twenty started off with four defeats and a no result before winning four the last five and almost sneaking through. But um from me looking in kinda as a fan, kind of watching on, kind of thought at the start there's a couple of games that were televised and I think I watched streams from other games as well. Um, the thing that surprised me with the bone attack that I think Durham did eventually get right was that at the start, it seemed to be kind of really one-dimensional with a bone attack. There didn't seem to be that sort of plan to get wickets. It seemed to be that kind of wanted to restrict teams to kind of your 140, 150s. But if you're not taking wickets in that format, once players of that standard get in, there's, there's no stopping them. But I mean, for... Yeah, Me, I mean, there's all of kind of right arm over bowlers, kind of the same sort of pace like Remington, Coglin, Cars. Um, I think I would played. I think he played the first game. Um, obviously you have Matthew Potts as well. Um, I'd, he had Travaskis with the left arm spin, but um, that's one thing I took away was I think all those bowlers are really good bowlers. Right, like, there's no dispute in that. But it just seemed to be they kind of lacked that plan at the start and kind of lacked a bit of. Creativity or having something different in the attack, but it's clearly something that Durham adjusted to towards the end of the tournament. They were totally firing on all cylinders. A lot of players found form, especially Matthew Potts, who I'm sure we'll talk about soon in depth. But that was kind of what I thought. But it was kind of really interesting how it flipped from everything going wrong. You know, teams were scoring 180 plus most games to Durham. You know, by the end, I think the last game they bowled out Yorkshire for like 108. So, I mean, just shows how quickly things can change in that format. But that's how I saw it. What What did you think of the tournament as a whole? Kind of on the pitch and how things went.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've you've, you've explained it perfectly. There it was a, it. was a tale of two halves. Um, I mean, the, the first the first four games were just were, were a disaster. I mean, we we scored. Um, I mean, against against Langs, it was just. I can't remember the exact exact score that we scored, but maybe we scored maybe one hundred and sixty, which at the Riverside is a fairly good fairly good um, score. Um, yeah, that
1: was a game I, I caught, yeah, because I mean the commentators were saying that was probably above par and then it was Keaton yeah. Jennings that won the game that day, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, Jennings Jennings excellently, he scored he scored a hundred, I think they might have scored one ninety. Um so at that point at half time you think and there's absolutely no chance um Darren we're gonna we're gonna chase that down. But he scored one sixty, I think one sixty at the Riverside is is a it's a very good score. So that was although we lost, I suppose you there's positives to take from the baton um in that game. The the not the knots game, we scored 180, 190 against a good knots bowling attack and at halftime we we the players would have been thinking that was that was more than enough. But Joe Clark was just unbelievable that day. Um scored a hundred, made it look so easy and they knots chased down 100, 190, whatever it was. And obviously that's why they're the best T20 team in the in the country. Um, Leicestershire on uh, Skyed Henley was, was was disappointing. Jason I think It was one four seven. Um, again, that 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 was disappointing. And then we had the Derbyshire game was 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 rained off. We played Yorkshire at the Riverside, and it was a bit fairly similar story. They scored one ninety. We we just we fell fell fairly short again. And then after we had that Derbyshire game rained off, and then we played um, Derbyshire the following week. And it's just it was just unbelievable. We scored, we we seemed to we, we seemed to score that one one ninety again. So we, we kept scoring these big runs. Um, it was just the, the the bowling that just kept kept falling short. Um, ben Ryan, Alex Lee's that game was just unbelievable. Um, really nearly, he he he's hit eight sixes, which was nearly the record for Durham um, in a t twenty game, nearly beat John Haston's record. He was absolutely flying. At that point, he he got moved up to number three in the batting order. So we start we, I mean we got the batting order right at that point. Um like you mentioned the, the bowling attack seemed to seemed to really click. Travascus was opening the bowling. Um Matthew Potts completely hit form. He was just every game he was just bowling better and better. Um Remington, Remington ball bowl, bowled nicely, Scott Steele was was bowling very well. So it was just from it was just we got into a we got into a bigger role. Um Derbyshire game. We then beat Leicestershire at Riverside. Um Henley beat Yorkshire, which was unbelievable. Lanx, that game at Lanx was just I, I literally couldn't believe what I was watching. Um it was just that that was phenomenal. And then the not, obviously at the knots game, we just we 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 fell short um in Mad Wazim was just that over just absolutely killed us. Um but I suppose them them last four games will give us massive massive faith going into going into twenty twenty one if we can if we can perform as well as then um, as that as, as twenty twenty um with with an overseas. Um, there's no reason why we, we we can't go out go out and qualify past the quarters and reach finals there.
1: Yeah, so obviously you spoke uh, a lot of the positives with Durham's T twenty campaign last summer. Um one of the main bright bright sparks that stood out to myself was uh twenty-two-year-old right arm bowler Matthew Potts ended up as the Weedon wicket-taker for Durham in the tournament with 13. He really stepped up towards the end of the tournament, especially where he beat his career best three matches in a row, starting off with three for 19 against Leicester, then three for 14 against Yorkshire, and ending it with three for eight at Lancashire. Um, obviously, only going at an economy, economy rate of 7.34 as well. He really did stand out. Um, what did you make of his tournament?
0: Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was unbelievable. Um I think I think Potts, Potts even said he just he, he just started bowling and the, the ball just did absolute magic. Um I suppose the the Leicester game, the, the career best was was a start. Um and then it just it it just, just kept on kept on getting better. Um I mean the the, the Yorkshire game, uh we were we, we didn't we didn't score a massive amount of runs, Hunt was 147. Um and then he 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 come on, came on the ball and he just absolutely he, he just he just did absolute amazing things with the ball. Um he bought he pulled the line for first ball and that kind of just that just set things underway. Um and then you just you just couldn't I think, mean, you just couldn't keep the ball out of his hands. It was just it was just unbelievable. And then the the Lancashire game, um it was again the career best. It was just it was absolutely phenomenal. Um I'm tr- I'm just trying to think. He, he he bowled. He got Liam Livingston out. I think, I think it was Liam Livingston. And that was just when you I mean when you get him out. Um, yeah, I think he got him out. And he got, got Crofter LBW. Um, he bowled. He bowled Rob Jones. I mean, it was it was like one over wages, Just it was just it was like dot dot wicket dot wicket, and that just it just completely changed like the whole the whole game. Um, I mean, Lancashire Lancashire were. Halftime would have thought 150. will absolutely, we'll we'll walk this.
1: Um, Especially after scoring 190 the first time the two sides met as well.
0: That's it exactly. I mean, you 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 go to you you play Lancashire and you think Durham against Lancashire. Lancashire always going to going to be the the bigger team and they're probably going to win. But like we mentioned earlier, that 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 full three games we'd won in the 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 team spirit was on a massive high. it was just it, it, Durham, there was no reason why Durham, Durham couldn't have won in Pottsy's performance that that, that afternoon um, It was absolutely exceptional he just every game he just he just kept getting better in the career best figures illustrated that completely
1: i think one thing as well that stands out with those figures is that in two of those games he didn't even have to bowl his fourth over so he could think, have he could have got even more so
0: yeah. that kind of stands I, out well. as well Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean um Potts is he, he he's proven he, he played England in the nineteen, he, he's performed well for Durham um throughout his, his short career. Um probably more so in, in, in white ball cricket. But he's, he's a he's he's a massive, massive talent. Um again ended up Derham, another one of Durham's academy players that have that have come through the ranks and have come through the setup um and are now performing consistently for the first team, which is which is what it's all about. Um and I think mean, I think going into next season, you can only you can only keep getting better with the, with the ball.
1: Yeah, that's something I was going to touch on as well. Um, kind of being predominantly playing in white ball at the moment because I saw um, in the Bob Willis he only featured in two of the five games. Do you so? Do you think in four day cricket next year going forward, that's something to target more? You know, to play a more consistent role in the four day format as well. Well, I think.
0: Uh, maybe maybe it's not so much this season because Durham, Durham rotated the bowlers bowlers throughout. Um, it was it was kind of four weeks of com- no. compact cricket. Um, see the the, the bowlers had to be rotated, and obviously Pottsy was rotated. Um, but I mean, he, he's proven in, in previous seasons that he can that he can that he can excel in, in in red ball cricket, I think. It was one of his one of his opening games when he when he first when he first played for Durham professionally. Um, might have, been, might have been against Kent, he he performed superbly. So he, he's he got it, he's got the red ball talent. I think it was just his shirt just came up more in the, in the white ball cricket.
1: Yeah, that Kent game does spring to mind when I was kind of looking up about it. I think, was that the game it was his debut? Because I think there's a section about him, I read, somewhere where the game went right down to the wire and he ended up bowing the last over with, was it like eight slips or something in? Right, but I'm- Kent <laughs> held on. <laughs> that might be right, it might be wrong, but I mean... How far do you think he can go? He obviously has a lot of talent. He's, you know, had England recognition already yeah. with the under 19s. Think he's someone that'll be kind of on their radar to look at for possibly the Lions set up in future years?
0: Yeah, I mean hundred percent. Um he's, he's been involved in the England nineteen setup. Um if he keeps performing consistently for Durham, um, the England Lions, there's no reason why I shouldn't why he shouldn't deal with them. Um I mean. He's he's coming against the likes of Liam Livingston, David Milan, who are, who are world-class players, um, and, he's, and he's he's taking wickets against them. So there's no reason why he shouldn't he shouldn't keep going.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that kind of stands out as well. The fact that he's getting the kind of marquee players from other counties out. You know, he's not yeah. coming on towards the end and you know wrapping up the tail. You know, he's the one who's going out and making a statement early on, getting the big wickets at the important times. Um, So he definitely is one to keep an eye on for the future. Another kind of key part of that Durham uh, bowling attack in the T20 blast was Liam Travaskis, 21-year-old left-arm spinner, who, uh, for me, kind of first burst onto the scene in a televised game against Lancashire, where I think Lancs needed six of the last over to win the game, Mm -hmm. and it looks a dead cert, to be honest, that they were just going to stroll it. James Faulkner was at the crease, I remember, Mm -hmm. And then Travascus came on, got three wickets in the over and only conceded one run, including that wicket of Faulkner. That was quite a remarkable occasion that game.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. I think when mean, um, that twenty, when he, he kind of came to the came to the fore in terms of professionally for Durham. That I think what did Lancashire need six off the last over. I think so. Just, yeah. Um, it was just I've just got Durham yearbook here. I'm just 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 looking, um, but yeah, it was. Yeah, that was the, that 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 spell of bowling was just was was just unbelievable. Um, and again this year, I mean, he took he took ten wickets. Uh, Poty and, and Coglan were leading leading wicket takers with with thirteen. Um, so and he did a absolutely perfect job opening the bowling, um, bowling and the power play in throughout the tournament. He got some he, he got some 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 massive wickets. Um, I mean, he got he got. Um, Delaney out LBW against Leicester, who was on. Who was in absolutely unbelievable form. Um, got he him, got him out early and he was named PCA player of the match against Leicester for two excellent catches, um, and superb in power. So, yeah, I mean, he's he, he's he again is another one that's came through the academy um, and has is, is performed superbly over the last, the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, I think a left-arm spinner as well, they tend to be quite successful in the shorter forms of the game and a lot of counties are... You know, they're always looking for a left-arm spinner to provide something different, so it's good that Durham, Durham have that. Do you think he's someone that can kind of push forward and be a kind of front-line spinner for Durham, perhaps? Because I think originally, you know, he'd be in the team, but he wouldn't always bowl his four overs. I think last season, I mean, in 2019, you see Darcy Short and Scott Steele bowl, uh, kind of share the spin overs between them. Do you think he's got it in him to kind of step up and be the front man to kind of take over since... Perhaps Ryan Pringle left, obviously he has Scott Worthwick to support him next year, which I suppose will be can only be good.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's he's proven in in the short season. Um, he can he can open the ball in, he, can, he can he can take wickets. He can ball consistently tight in the power play. So um, again, that's only encouraging um, going into next season. Previous seasons, um, he got he, he took. It was 12, 12 12 wickets last year in the Blast at an average of 20, 23 um, and again yeah, the fifth best economy in the, in the, whole, of the whole of the Blast um, so again he, 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 in ball, when you hand him the ball he's obviously consistent um, he, he, t- he takes wickets which is what you want in your, in your front line spinner um, and he's proven against more so on the, in the white ball, white ball side of it but definitely
1: Another player that um I spoke about last time with with Kazim was a Scottish player, of course, Michael Jones, aged only twenty-two, who um has done really well for Scotland. Um said all this on the last podcast, but I mean he's played eight ODIs ODIs for Scotland and scored three half centuries, um, which is obviously a really good return for a twenty-two year old. I think Scotland are kind of cementing a really good kind of core to their batting lineup at the moment. He seems to be someone who's breaking through and trying to you know, get in front of your Cal MacLeod, George Muncie, Richie Barringtons. But he obviously finished the season really strongly in the Bobolus Trophy with 82 against Nuts. And, you know, that was a good attack as well with international players, Sam Patel, Jake Ball, um, Peter Trigo as well, who's been on the county circuit for years. And I watched his interview after the, the game as well. And something that stood out to me was that he was obviously chuffed that I think he'd struggled for runs um, in first-class cricket with Durham. So to get that first big score, get that kind of monkey off the back, I think was the way he described it. But he also touched on the fact that he got out the last over before lunch. So that was something that going forward, he wanted to improve on just concentration. If he got through to lunch, then perhaps he could have went on and got three figures. So that kind of strikes me that he's someone that has a, a good mentality. Um, after you know scoring that 80-odd, he's not resting on his laurels. He wants more and he wants to... To do even better next time.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at Jones's his, his stats. He's performed outstandingly for the for the second team over the last last few years. Um, completely led the way for them. Um, as as he knows, and you mentioned in that post match interview, it hasn't gone as well for him in the first team. But that that knots-in's really proved that he's he's got the capabilities of being a top order top order batsman in first class cricket. Um, he, he he just he kind of he batted, he faced a lot of balls, he, he, he scored, he timed the ball nicely um, against, as you mentioned, a, a strong, a strong, not, not balling attack. And he really frustrated them. Um, they hadn't won, I think it's two years, they haven't won a red ball game. Um, they had a massive, not had a massive lead. Um, Derham could have easily lost a few early wickets and absolutely crumbled in, in defeat. The first in his defeat, was, innings defeat was, was staring down the barrel. Um, but yeah, he, he stood firm. Him and Sean Dixon batted excellently to get Durham um, level, and it was just a shame, it was a massive shame, he couldn't couldn't go on and get three figures. But that innings definitely shows he's he's he's, he's got the capabilities. Um, as you mentioned, he he's performed superbly for Scotland in ODI cricket. Um, and again, with Durham Durham seconds in 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 the short format, he's he's excelled completely in, in in the one in the one day game. Um, and yeah, hopefully, he, he as you mentioned, uh, well he signed, it, signed a further contract extension in Durham as a rookie player for this year. So hopefully he can, he can have opportunities to, to, keep, to keep progressing.
1: Yeah, another batsman um, that I think looking at his record, his record really doesn't do him justice for how talented a player he is. I think Jack Burnham is someone I'm sure I watched him maybe 2017, 2018. He really stood out, perhaps it was even before then, 2016 when he kind of first broke on the scene as a youngster. Still only 23, but obviously he's done well. Uh, had England Under 19 recognition, but in first-class cricket he only averages 25, which a lot of people would kind of turn their nose up at. Ah, it's not great, but I really don't think that his numbers do him justice or how how good a good a player he is.
0: Yeah, Jack Jack's been phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal growing up again through the Durham Durham age group set setup, um, and then obviously when he when he made his, his first class debut um that, that first season. Um, I, I don't think he did as well as he could have, but he he batted excellently against Yorkshire, Scarborough. Um, he scored 50 in that in that game. And that really demonstrated the the batsman he, he could he can be. Um, we then obviously went away with England under 19s and surpassed Alistair Cook's record um at, at that level. And he's 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 batted every year. He's batted. He's, he's had a good innings. But I, I think Jack probably knows that he wants to. He wants to keep that more consistently and perform consistently more. Um, but again, he's 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 the one that's got massive massive potential. Um, even in t- even T Twenty cricket, um, he's he, there's a, I think he's might be Hans He's going to T Twenty cricket. Um, but again, he's 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 got that potential to perform in. in Red right yeah, right on my
1: ball quickly. Yeah, that's what I think as well. He's a player who can kind of fit into the team perfectly over all three formats. I think I can't remember if it was this season or last season when I saw Durham play sometimes, he was batting down number seven, number eight, which I think would maybe be too low for him, but obviously striking that balance in T twenties hard. You know, different players coming out of form at different times. But I think He's a player who clearly has talent. As you said, he beat that Alistair Cook's record when going in the 19s but he's someone I think we've still yet to see the best of. He only has one first-class 100 to his name already, but there's no doubt I think there's going to be the best is yet to come for him.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, that 135 he scored at the Oval um, against a strong strong Surrey attack, uh, team uh, in attack. I'm, I'm sure Jack will definitely want to want to continue that. Um, he's definitely got more hundreds in his, in his barrel.
1: Yeah, and uh, another batsman that, well, even an all-rounder, you could call him that Durham lost this season that can surprise me was uh, Scott Steele. I think I first saw him at that game I mentioned before against Northants in 2019, where he opened the batting with Darcy Short. They put on 69 for the first wicket. He scored 37. He went on to have a really successful 2019 tournament. Um, with a bat and then also developed into, you know, an all-rounder as well. We've got and some overs of spin, but he departed the club for Leicestershire, which I personally think that's a really good pick-up for Leicestershire because um, he's clearly a talented player.
0: Yeah, um, Scott Ginn is an unbelievable player um, from, from my point of view, um, despite see him go. Um, you, you probably read the press releases that Leicester have put out. He's obviously freeing a deal there. Um, to, to further his opportunities, I'd imagine he'll probably play Red ball um consistently there. Um I'd imagine he'll open the button in the T twenties. So Leicester have, have picked up a fantastic cricketer, somebody who's got massive potential. Um last year for Durham button with Darcy Short, as you've alluded to there, um he was absolutely unbelievable. His ball striking was just was, was seconding second to none. Um he got Durham off to him and Darcy Short got Durham off to some, some perfect starts. Um Set the set the match up perfectly in a game with the ball, um, not so much in 2019, 2019 but twenty twenty he batted he, he bowled bowled excellently. He I mean he took a career best against Lancashire, um. And in in bowled nicely alongside Travascos. So, again it's dis- disappointing. Another one that's progressed through Durham's academy, um, and performed performed well at the second team and had it took he took both hands at t twenty for Durham. Um, yeah we wish we to. Leicestershire, which I'm sure you'll you'll perform perform. Where he, how he how well he performed for Durham.
1: Yeah, obviously a lot of these players that we spoke about, you know, they've all came through the Durham academy. And um, you've been involved, as you said, scoring from like under 15s um right through, you know, you know, all the ranks. Are these players that you saw years ago as well? Have you did you see them when they were a lot younger, and did they stand out then? Or
0: I did, I did. Yeah, I mean, the likes of um I was scoring the Dur- Durham under seventeens when Scott. Matthew Potts, um, Travascus were playing for for for, for the under 17s, and again they, they they always stood out. I mean, Scott always stood out with the junior cricket. Um, I remember seeing him play for Durham City, which is his home club, against Depple and He used to absolutely annihilate annihilate us with 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 the bat. He used to just he's just hit it all over. and He's just continued to to step that up every every year through through the 17s and then Durham 19s, and then into the academy, um, and then he's performed. Perform like that at first class at T twenty level um, for Durham. So yeah, he was always he was always gonna he was always gonna gonna perform. Um, the, the older he got, really.
1: When you've been doing those games um, at kind of youth level, is there any players that kind of stood out for you back then that kind of haven't went on to make it to the same heights as these players? Obviously, there's a whole host of reasons that that can be for. You know, injury. You know, different players kind of peak at different times. You know, anyone who's kind of went under the radar that you thought maybe kind of would be um, in their shoes now,
0: or Ross Ross Greenwell sp- springs to mind. He performed; he used to always perform consistently for the for the Durham Fifteens, Seventeens. He'd won first class a per period. Of Durham in twenty nineteen, um, and then I'm not I'm kind of not sure where where that where that let was left off. Um, but yeah, Ross was a very consistent batsman at the top of the order for Durham, the the, the junior teams. Um I'm not really sure what happened um at Durham in terms of he's make making a first class career, but but Ross was always was always excellent. Tom Hewison um again always batted, batted superbly, always scored big, big runs um for the for the Durham junior teams and he replicated that in, in the Northeast Premier League um and now the NYSD, North Yorkshire South Durham League. mean, um, maybe he was just one that, that just missed out on. On that next step up, I suppose it's so hard to make make that from the academy and for the and for the second team, um, and it's it you've just got to it's got to be all day, isn't it? I suppose to, to get that to get that contract.
1: Yeah, you need that kind of bit of luck to kind of to guide you through. But I mean, um, there's still another really good crop of young players. I'm sure going to come through. One that stands out to me personally is uh, Tom McIntosh. I don't know if you've saw much him, Jim, young Scottish keeper. Who uh, a lot of people up here talk very highly of him. I think he's only sixteen still and um you know he's playing uh full adult cricket along with the rest of the Scotland players for Eastern Knights. I think he's been in and around the Scotland A squad, um captain of the Scotland under nineteens. What what do you know about, about him?
0: I mean, I haven't I haven't seen massive amounts of Tom I've heard his name. Um I've seen him I've seen him play the odd time for the for the Academy. Uh, he played a bit of a time off last year in the North East Premier League. Um, so I have, I, have seen, I have seen bits of him uh, I mean I, again he's, he, he's, he's obviously he's been picked up to play in the Durham Academy because he's he, because he's got potential and he's, he's got he's got the talent um, so yeah hopefully hopefully he can he, he can push on and get opportunities to watch you, he's in the second team and, and see what he can do. I did see he got he got picked up for the Eastern Eastern Knights I, I, I did publish something on Durham's website about that um, so yeah that, as you as you mentioned I'm guessing he's He's, he's highly thought of in in Scotland.
1: Yeah, he is. I think he's got a kind of good kind of grounding for him to to kick on because he's got you know two real weathers as wicket keepers to look up to. You know, Stuart Pointer was captain of the T Twenty side in 2019, and obviously Ned Eckersley skippered the four day side recently as well. So he's kind of got you know the perfect kind of platform to kick on and good people to learn from.
0: Oh yeah, I mean hundred um, percent. Ned, Ned, and, and Stuart are real, real good wicket keepers and. I mean I've I've seen um bombs. I mean, he he kept for Derham seconds against against Scotland um last year. So so he's definitely around around these players and I'm sure when he when he's played for the, the seconds last year, um you can only learn from, from 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 these players, hopefully he'll stand him in good stead. Um hopefully if he does does progress uh, in mean, the first team in, in future years
1: obviously know, so you said you played a bit for Mouth as well. Is that something that a lot of the kind of Durham Academy players do as well? They go and play in the North Eastern Premier League as well to get that taste of adult cricket as well as playing under nineteen stuff for Durham. Is that what a lot of players do to kind of you know just the more cricket they play, I suppose, the better it is. It gives them more opportunities to succeed.
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's it. I mean, um, quite a lot of quite a lot of the Durham Academy players have a have a home home team club um, in the North East Premier League. Um, so if you have a if you have a team that you that you've come through the, the setup, um, then the, the likelihood is you'll 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 play for them. Um, but the likes of Tom um Brady Glen who were who, 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 who Academy players who are from the, the area as such um, often come play in the North East Premier League just to gain experience and, and play more, more men's cricket. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, we the North East, the Durham Academy used to play in the North East Premier League, um, but they pulled out in twenty towards the twenty eighteen season. They have played in it this year because of because of COVID, um, just to to fill that space. Um, but the, the North East Premier League is a perfect platform for them for them players to to go in in, in score big runs in the league.
1: Uh, Another one that's kind of caught my eye. we being been the top wicket ticker in the second women championship in twenty nineteen was. Luke Donnelly, who's played for England under 19s and England young lions as well, um, how close is he to kind of first team recognition, is he still a wee bit to go? He's only 19, I'm sure there's you know plenty of time for him to still develop. But so far, so good. If you look at his numbers from from 2019.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, Donners is is performed. I keep using this word consistently, but these guys are, are really they are performing consistently. Um, He's, he plays for Bemmel Hill in the Northeast Premier League, and he's he's performed. as an all-rounder superbly for them, opening the ball in, um, batting batting in the, in the top three. Um, so that's, that's that's demonstrated how much of a good all-rounder um, he is. Again, England Under Nineteens. He's he's he was picked up for them. He played against Bangladesh. Um, so he's he's a he's a real talent. And as you mentioned, he's he's excelled in the Second Eleven Championship for Durham. And again, being only 18 and, and performing, performing well at, at that level um, is a real, real eye-opener for him. Um, hopefully, he can keep performing next year for, for, for Durham seconds. Um, ben Will Hill in the North East Premier League. And then, hopefully, there might be an England under-19s call-up for him this winter. He scored 100 and he got 100 from 161 balls for the Young Lions um, just towards the back end of, of this summer. Um, so, obviously, England, England's recognition is there for him. Um, so, if he, if he keeps performing, um, I'd imagine he'll be England under 19s. will have him um, in one eye um, and Derham will have, have, him, have him in the other eye um, to, to keep to keep pushing on.
1: Is there any other kind of young players that, to your knowledge, kind of stand out to, to yourself that are kind of on the fringes of breaking through in, you know, red ball or white ball formats?
0: Yeah, I mean, Brody Brodie, Glenn Denon. Um, is an exceptional talent um from, from Cumbria. Um he, he performed well against Derham um it, it, within the Cumbria age group teams growing up. And then Durham Durham John Windows, Durham's Academy Director saw him and, and saw what talent he had. Um, and then he's performed again very, very well for the Durham Durham under 17s in the in the ECB championship. Um, and then again, he's, he's, when he's played for the seconds, he's, he's took took the opportunity with, with both hands. Um, he took a five from the second eleven T20 final um, against Hampshire, and sort of take a in a to take a five in a in a, a, five in a, fa- in a final, um, especially in the T20 final, when Hampshire were only chasing something like ninety. Um, that that just demonstrates how much a, of a good a good player he is. Um, he played for Chesley Street in the Northeast Premier League last season. Um, and in this performed performed superbly. We Derham had an inter squad game at the start of the season. Um it was it was just a the, the whole squads were combined um and he took five wickets um against in the in, in that in that game, second innings. Um and that was against the likes of Ned Eckersley, um Alex Lee's he was he was he was bowling against some guys and he, he he was taking he was taking wickets. So I suppose Durham's head coach and director of cricket will have seen how, how well he can perform. Um, and again, he's definitely wanted to watch for the future.
1: There certainly seems to be plenty coming through along with those who are already there. The Durham Academy seems to continually be successful, uh, turning out young players that make a step up to the first team and then sometimes move on to other counties or move up towards England. It seems to be a real conveyor belt of young players uh, coming through. But I don't want to keep you here all night. I'm sure we could talk on for a lot longer about the kind of ends and outs of Durham at the academy and, you know, other things kind of that, you know, the general public don't often see behind the scenes sort of things with these players and, you know, what their strengths and weaknesses are. But you know, we've managed to, to cover a lot uh, with Durham. say so last season in a good position to, to kick on next year and do bigger and better things, make it to knockout stages of the, the white ball formats and, improving the red ball with the likes of Potts and Travaskis another another year older as well with Jack Burnham, Michael Jones and i see the other young players coming through as well. So it's been great. Thanks very much for for joining me. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Where can people find you if they want to give you a follow on Twitter or see some of your work with Durham?
0: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure you can, you can drop my Twitter on on there, Ronan. Um, I publish a lot of Derham content on there but yeah, yeah just follow us follow our channels um we started we, we started we so every every week we do a, a Derham newsletter which goes out all our members all our, all our database um and just just this winter we've started doing the digital digest which is kind of a weekly video news bulletin um which goes on our social channels and goes out as emailed all our members and it's just to try try something different over the winter um to, so members can consume news in a different different way so if anybody wants to check that out that goes out every every saturday morning um at nine o'clock on our on our durham channels if you want to find out a bit about what's gone on the previous week and um, that might be interesting for for some of their cricket fans Aye. but apart from that i just can't wait for to hopefully fingers crossed we have a full season uh in 20, 2021 durham can get back to to training we can start i can start creating content again and then hopefully fingers crossed we can perform next next season
1: I here's hoping well keep up the top work and hopefully i can get down to Riverside at some point next summer as well. sure it'll be good. Thanks again, Sam, for coming on. I've thoroughly enjoyed delving into the depths of under-24 cricket at Durham and getting a bit of inside knowledge of what it's like as a a media person at a, a county cricket club, even in the testing times as it would have been for you this season. And also, thanks very much to everyone for listening. It's greatly appreciated. If you have any positive feedback or constructive criticism, don't hesitate to get in touch or leave a review on apple or subscribe on spotify or wherever you get your your podcasts Um, and you can follow us on twitter and instagram at scouting cricket and if you want to interact with us or let us know any players that kind of go under the radar or any points we've missed today about durham get in touch but thanks to everyone for listening and goodbye for now